Welcome to the local podcast. I'm your host, Clay Berkland, Director of Ag Banking with Pioneer Bank and Trust. I feel very fortunate today to have Ron Jeffries on as my guest. Uh, Ron, I don't know how I was able to steal time from you this week. Well, just your charming personality is all it really took, Clay. I said, once you said, <laughs> once you asked, I said yes, you know. Yeah, you've always been easy <laughs> like that, yeah. So, uh... How's it going? That's an open-ended question. I guess that's a good way to start. You know, it is a good way to start. Um, there's a lot of planning that goes into things and with the, the whole creation of the new Summit Arena and the changes that that does at the uh, the monument, the former Rushmore Plaza Civic Center. There's just lots and lots of moving parts this year. And, and uh, we've been very lucky with the cooperation of the monument staff, Sutton Rodeos, and the Central States Fair staff. Uh, I, I would say we're, we're batting about 900 on this deal. It's, uh, it's going real well. Well, for as big a change as you've come into, batting 900 is awfully good, I would have to say. You know, it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, like all things, you, you've got a new facility out here, and there's some some tweaks that are going to have to be made along the way. But really, for the most part, uh, the people are coming, and they're coming. They want to see the new arena. They want to see the rodeo. They want to see the ranch rodeo in Bronx for breakfast. They want to buy cattle. Uh, they want. They certainly want to buy horses at the uh, Truck Defender yes, Horse they Sale. Did. Uh, it's just been just been an absolute phenomenal year, and you know I think that's one of the things that happens. Uh, you know, a year ago when things shut down for COVID and the rest of the country, we were still open, and we drew the eye of a lot of different areas. And people said, "That's some place I want to go see. I want to. I want to." Well, they're doing business and they come to live here. A lot. There was of a lot of how to in what happened with us a couple of years ago for, <laughs> for other people. I think. So just to timestamp today's podcast, it is February first, Tuesday. Um, we've been through. What the the show started? How long ago now? Yeah, show uh, officially started on Friday the twenty eighth. But you had so. pre shows prior to but that. Prior to that, we started the fifteenth of January with the pre um, Black Hill Stock Show events, and those are all uh, horse events: the Thars Team Sorting, uh, South Dakota Cutting Horse Association, then all of our AQHA shows. Those all take place two weeks prior to the show, that whole two-week run prior to the show, because we don't have enough time or arena space to get them all in. So it starts early, very similar to the way Denver would operate before, but really a great bunch of horse activities that take place and bring people to town and and give people a chance to come out and compete prior to the start of the official dates of the stock show. So we kind of dove into this head first, I guess. We should back up maybe a little bit. How long have you been? Well, tell me your official capacity. Well, I'm general manager. I, I started out back in 97. I went on the board, and uh, right at the end of that year, uh, we lost our manager, and I became the general manager right after that and made a change from the insurance world, actually. I insured the fairgrounds okay. prior to that and uh, started getting involved, went on the board, and became the general manager in um, December 1st of 1997 which was our 40th anniversary, and this is our 64th anniversary. This is my 25th show. So you had quite a few of the old style to get it used to before you had to convert to the new style. Of- you know, we were lucky that way. I mean, the, the monument has gone through a number of changes. And, you know, for the most part, every time the monument has built something additional, uh, during the Black Hill Stock Show, we've been able to fill it up and utilize it to its yep. fullest. And and that is true, again, this time with the, the addition of the Summit Arena. It's just uh, we've had a lot of changes. They've been in very good changes in the long run, and uh, the addition of the James Kirstead Event Center, uh, the Ice Arena, the Summit Arena, I mean, it's, it's been just a great move all the way around. We hosted a meeting this morning on uh, you, bringing unity to the beef cattle industry, and that was in the Barnett Arena, which is effectively, for me, the old Civic Center Arena. Right. Uh, slightly reconfigured, not hugely reconfigured, but 
seems to be excellent use of that property. Well, you know, the the uh, ADA issues that the old Barnett Arena had um, mostly re- revolved around the upper level, the seating arrangements up there, and quite an expensive fix to just remodel that, which still didn't take care of some of the issues they have with uh, large shows that, that would come in, uh, Zach Brown, Morgan Wallen type shows that would come in. Um, so the addition of the new arena solved those problems, but it still left all the Barnett floor space available. So now it's called the Barnett Field House. Um, we repurposed it this year. Uh, there's a warm-up arena in the back half, which used to be the Buck and Shoots. Yep. There's a warm-up arena for the rodeo contestants. And then they also do, like, uh, FFA. They had an FFA program in there. They do a couple other activities in there. The, the other half of the arena, which was the timed event half of Barnett Arena, is now... All of our youth show uh, pens, it's our, our show ring for the youth shows, and that's where the, the seminar was today, and, and a great seminar. Yeah, I was very pleased with the results, uh, something I hope we can build on into the future. Uh, I think we're going to keep having a stock show in coming years. So That's yeah. kind of the plan. <laughs> I hope we can dovetail with that over time. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, let's talk about that horse sale you had this weekend. Man, oh, man. You know... Um, Four years ago, we were working, and, and Dean Johnson was our, our horse chairman of the uh, Central States Fair and the Black Hill Stock Show, and, and he was on our board of directors, and he's on the AQHA board of directors. Jim Hunt, another one that was on the AQHA board of directors. They were working hard to build this show and trying to break a million-dollar sale. Um, you know, there's some big sales in the South. Texas has got some big ones. Yep. Fort Worth's got a big sale, and they were trying to elevate the prestige of this sale. Uh, they went for just under a million dollars four years ago, a $1.2 million two years ago, $1.9 million in horse sales last year, and this year we're at $2.63 million in sales. And sold a lot more horses than we have in the past. Sold sold quite a few horses. great averages. Um, I think our average was uh, just over 15. Just over 15,000. 15. We had ponies averaging $10,000, but some pretty <laughs> yeah. darn good ponies. You know, we had the... We had the uh, one of the little ponies uh, sold for twenty three or twenty three five, I think it was yep. a little pony, and it was darn sure broke pony. I mean, some grandpa made some grandkids really happy with that one, <laughs> as they should. Observing the the horse business, the level of horses that have are coming recently to the stock show has really ramped up a lot. You know, it, it used to be a lot of a prospect sale. I would have to say there were probably quite a few colts in it. Now people know that it's kind of a serious sale, and they bring a lot higher quality stuff to town. Well, and I think the, the things that happen are things like, um, you know, Lynn Weisher and, and John Johnson were excellent at uh, promoting and producing that sale. I mean, they were just the best auctioneer and, and uh, pedigree person you could ask to have at a sale. And um, we were really nervous ab- about having them retire from this sale. Um, but Seth uh, Weishar had been working the sale for us for a number of years, so he was able to step up and take over. And then we hired a Texas uh, auctioneer. And uh, this Texas auctioneer does some big sales, including Fort Worth. Uh, he has a different type of following. And then being closed with COVID for the rest of the country, I think that had a lot of eyes focused up if this If memory direction. serves, he was doing a sale maybe in Fort Worth or somewhere that didn't have a sale last year, and it freed it up in his schedule. Fort Worth sale, yep. And I think it went well enough last year that he was more than happy to come back and, and try this one on again. And he's done a great job. Seth's done a great job. And and that and the horse selection committee, the, our horse committee that was Dean Johnson, Jim Hunt, uh, uh, a number of people here from the Rap City area. There's two of my board members, though. But they... Um, they have worked hard at going through and getting the right consigners. And once you start getting the right consigners and the right horses in place, it draws more buyers. When you draw more buyers, it draws more consigners, and it just feeds on itself. Self-fulfilling and prophecy at it, some point, yeah. It's just what you want to see. You get more people bringing better horses and more buyers coming to buy better horses. Well, we've covered the horse sale now, I think. Uh, today is pretty big activity. 
Well, the Ranch Rodeo, you know, the it's the original official Ranch Rodeo of the Black Hill Stock Show and Rodeo. You know, it's a, a great event. Um, for years, you know, we did it up here at the old Barnett Arena at the Monument, and, and uh, it was a good event. You know, I'm a two-time bronc riding champion of the Stock Show Ranch Rodeo. All right, Rodeo. so which team were you on? Uh, the Belfouche Vet Clinic team. Okay. Way back when. I, w- I still had black hair when I did this cross. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. Had to brag on myself just a little. Well, that's uh, it's really interesting when you look at that traveling trophy, and, and we've got the names on here since '97, I believe, and it, it's uh, it's a pretty cool deal. We've had a couple of teams win it back to back. Not many though. I think there's just the two teams that did it, and um, it's it's a fun deal. But that ranch rodeo, I th- was just in the office, and I think they were right at sold out of tickets. So we're probably going to have to cut it off pretty quick here. We we're running. How out many of seats. teams did you are allowed into the prelim now? Well, we took 44 teams. We were 40 last year. We took 44 this year. Um, the event, when we moved it down to the event center, the one thing that it did, it shortened up the number of seats that we had available to the public, but it also gave a lot more room to compete. And uh, yeah. what I would call probably a much more uh, safer environment for the competitors. A little more user-friendly as well as a competitor. There's, yes. Yeah, I, I like that change. I, I really do. And tomorrow, of course, we have something near and dear to my heart. It's a lot of fun. Starts off the day. Good it's, way to break up the week, I guess, maybe. Yeah, well, it is. I tell you what, if you've never been to this, folks, uh, Wednesday morning, that Pioneer Bank's Bronx for breakfast. Uh, biscuit and gravy breakfast starting at 8 a.m., uh, courtesy of Pioneer Bank. And then we go off with uh, Calcutta and the Bronx start at 10 o'clock. And uh, it is wild and woolly. Uh, Birch Rodeo Company brings over some of their young horses. Uh, 32 entries. And yeah. uh, we'll bring back the top 12 for a, for a short go. When you said wild and woolly, I thought you were talking about the Calcutta. Oh. <laughs> well, that is, too. <laughs> that is pretty a, wild. We do a Calcutta, and I should explain both of our Calcuttas, both at the Ranch Rodeo and the, and the uh, Bronx for Breakfast events. Uh, the Central States Fair Foundation does a Calcutta, and uh, proceeds part of the proceeds go to help support that foundation. And that foundation does uh, youth scholarships, and then they do some of the... Um, Improvements at fairgrounds, facilities, and equipment that we're able to produce other events. For instance, uh, they helped purchase all of our youth livestock uh, steel so we could do the, the youth show here. Uh, they, well, they started with their very first project was to put a new roof on the red barn. Okay. But they've helped us with all of the LED lighting through all the horse barns and throughout. They helped us with sound systems. Uh, just a number of different projects that uh, the Central States Fair Foundation has been able to put together, along with the James Carmichael Scholarship. And, and uh, we've got now the Hunts to a, a youth horse scholarship as well so it's been a really good uh, event for us both of those have have we started rodeo yet i'm not even aware <laughs> so <laughs> so we the the prelims are just about ended here and uh we'll start the finals tonight at 7 30 okay so. finals tonight at seven and 12 teams 12 teams back to the finals uh it's it's always exciting it's, it's always a fun event it's yeah. just uh and you know that's one of those events both both the ranch rodeo and the bronx for breakfast are what i call extremely social events they are yep you know people get a chance to visit with neighbors and people that they haven't seen for a while maybe it's neighbors that live halfway across the state but they're still our neighbors here but uh it's a lot of a lot of socializing a lot of fun and and uh some pretty darn good watching to boot the first year i was a I was a hard sell when they came to us with the idea of sponsor, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm, don't tell anybody, but I think I'm the easiest sell you have right now. That's, <laughs> that has quickly become one of my favorite parts of the Black Hill Stock shows. 
<laughs> well, you know, that that event, it started, we, we were doing a professional Bronx match on Wednesday nights because Wednesday was open. And then the Extreme Bronx, uh, Rodeo Rapid City started producing an Extreme Bronx a PRCA event on that night. So rather than just drop the event entirely, we moved back and started doing a, a you know, a Bronx for breakfast at 8 o'clock in the morning. Since we have everybody here for the Ranch Rodeo, right. we just turn around the next morning and start them all over. I guess there's a Bloody Mary or two that gets served or two, out there yes. as well. So I think that it's a two it. Bloody Mary limit, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, but that makes it, again, another great social event. But um, Kevin Schmidt was the guy that came back and yep. said, why don't, we, why don't we buck these Bronx in the morning? Because everybody's already in town, and before they have to go home and do chores, let's let's give them one more good round of entertainment. And man, oh man, it's been a success. It, it has worked very, very well. Now I'm going to ask you the hard questions. I'm ready. Some of the hard questions. Do you have any measure of the economic impact of, oh. of this event on western South Dakota, let alone Rapid City? And I sure as heck don't this year, but I can tell you, you know, there's a lot of different economic factors. We've, we've done calculations with the economists. Um, Dr. Mike Madden did one for us a few years ago. The South Dakota State Department of Tourism had some measures as they used. Even the Rapid City, uh, or the Visit Rapid City, formerly it was um, the... Convention and Visitors Bureau had some economic numbers they used. But one of the things that makes this show so hard to measure in that is that when we have tourist numbers that usually generate your economic impact numbers, visitors that come through, we're talking about visitors that come, stay a few nights, uh, see the Custer State Park, see Mount Rushmore, do the touring of the City of Presidents. Maybe it's the rally. Maybe it's different pieces. So they measure these people by coming in for these um, short-term events. Um, we have all of that. But we also serve a demographic that does a lot of their regular shopping here in Rapid mm-hmm. City. So these are areas that uh, might otherwise go to another another part of the country to go get their products, but as long as they're in town for this, might get a new set of tires or a washer and dryer or something that might not be available in some of the smaller communities. So the economic impact, I, we see the number two, um, 22 million was our latest number that they put out. Yeah. If we were a normal tourist type event, it would have been 22 million. I think we're probably considerably more than that. Well, we certainly will be this year with two and a half million dollars worth of horse sales and yes. and a million dollars in cattle sales, and uh, that number will certainly go beyond that. But I think, personally, I think that economic impact is quite a bit different because we get these people for the entire week, and they do a lot of shopping here. Well, there's other intangibles because, you know, we're not that far from Sturgis. We're not that far from Deadwood. I was visiting with a gentleman yesterday. He tried to go to breakfast in Sturgis Sunday morning, I believe it was. Couldn't get a table, and he asked the gal what was going on. He said she looked at him and said, "Stock show." Well, it is twenty-five you know, miles away. <laughs> yeah, and you think about um, first of all, the hotel rooms anywhere you can get them. But um, you think about the, the people; they're not from here, so they're stopping along the way to get gas. They're stopping away to do business in all these other communities. They obviously a lot of people do their vet service in, in Sturgis, and so yeah. you get a lot of traffic to a lot of the Shawnee communities, and certainly all the way across the state. I, you know, Sioux Falls benefits from the Black Hill Stock Show. So many people from the eastern part of the of the show. Uh, a lot of people from Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin um, that come this direction. And, uh, you know, it benefits every little town along the way. It's a winter destination, that's for sure. Well, and it became that way when, when the, the whole Black Hill Stock Show started because the Rapid City Chamber of Commerce, uh, a couple of gentlemen there decided they wanted to showcase some cattle. They picked up three breeds of cattle. They they met for the very first time in what was the Rapid City Laundry, which is now Serval, down on Main Street in Rapid okay. City. And they met for that in that deal in 1958, and they produced their first show in 1959. And if you go back to that time, 
there were cattle right here in Rapid City, what is now Rapid City. We didn't have Red Rocks. We didn't have Robbinsdale. We didn't even have anything out past Canyon So when Lake you're City. saying there were cattle, there were herds of cattle here within the community. Right. I mean, right yeah. in what is now Rapid City proper. And they had three breeds of cattle that they decided to showcase. They brought that in and started with it. And, of course, over time, it built to ten breeds and then horse sales and trade shows and I mean, the, the rodeo got added in 78, and so it's just it's just been a growing thing ever since. How many trade show booths are we up to now? You know, the, the number's pretty uh, steady. It's right around that 300 and some odd booths it will have. Okay. Um, varies a little bit depending on remodels and things that take place at the uh, Rushmore Plaza Civic Center, now the, the monument. But the number stays the same The of the spaces available. But sometimes some of the booth spaces expand. Sometimes we bring a new, break up a big vendor and bring in smaller vendors. So... And, and it's really a great variety of product. That's what's really amazing about this show. Well, as I sit in the KBHB booth, I see you can put an airplane hangar door on your shop. Excuse me. You can buy a cattle feeder, a chemical sprayer. You can get your feet rubbed or a silencer shoot just here with an eyesight of the KBHB booth. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, we've got Kamac on one side of here. we got Warren Chemical on the other side of here. These are people that, are, that serve our community all year long. And so to have them come back in, I mean, they could stay at their, their store and, and work in the store. But they come back down here, they make a presence known, and they get to see a lot of their regular customers, and they get to make some new customers. And, and that's part of what this whole thing is, is about bringing people together. And, and, you know, we need to do more business with people from our areas. I'm a firm believer in that, yes. Buy buy from your neighbor, and they can buy from you, and we'll all get along just fine. That's exactly right. You know, nothing against Amazon, but I don't have any Amazon uh, shoppers in, in my house. We uh, we like to buy it local, and, and I never see an Amazon banner on the back of a, a football stadium or the back of a uh, kid's soccer. Youth soccer deal, nope, that's so, for dang sure. But we sure do have a lot of these businesses that come out and support the Black Hill Stock Show and want to be here to, to be a service to you all year long as well. How many full-time employees are you, do you have with the, between the stock so, show and the... So we operate, um, you know, we've got about 72 acres at the fairgrounds there, and we've got a couple extra acres that we rent from the, the city, a dollar rent from the city. They yeah. provide us for additional parking. And um, we have six maintenance people full-time, and then we have six office people full-time. And uh, it, it, at times it seems like that's a lot of people, and at times it seems like we've got half as many as we need. Uh, you know, you come to an event like this, and um, I could easily have another five or six bodies put in place and put them to work full time. I, I would like to spread the rumor that Ron's pretty lazy, and he probably is, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, the grass hasn't grown under your feet any this week. Every time I've seen you, your strides have been about three feet long. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good event, you know. It's just, um, I'm, I, am, I will tell you this, a couple things that, that, uh, that I do fairly well i think one of the things is i've got ideas about how to make some things work but i'm really good at hiring people i get a lot of really good people involved with this and i'm good at developing a a board of directors i've got a phenomenal board of directors they're all volunteers Um, they don't make a dime in fact when you come and serve on the central state you lose money you lose money it's like anything else i tell you it costs you ten dollars for membership you have to be a member of central states fair to be on the board and uh it it, uh so it's ten dollar membership one meeting a month and of course it turns out to be three meetings a month or as much as you want to invest and probably costs everybody three thousand dollars or or more a piece just to be out here and participate when you get done adding it all up but um but we've got a really strong uh board of directors and all of that builds towards better community relations yeah this is this is produced by central states fair but this is a community event if we didn't have the support of the monument of the sponsors of the people that come back in here and attend the show the participants heck you know it's 44 ranch rodeo teams we need those people to come participate to make this an event there's four people on each team so that's 176 i do my math in my head close enough right people that showed up 
on Tuesday. On Tuesday, on Tuesday to come back out and be a part of this, and um, and then you know I think they I just mentioned they're about sold out of tickets for tonight's show. It's it's a, it's a great event. But so yeah, of your 176 participants, they probably bring two family members apiece, and right there you filled up the fairgrounds. It comes it, it comes in in droves, but it's a good deal. I was amazed. I was in the uh, stray gathering on Friday night, which some somebody couldn't come, so they called and asked if I'd play along. Sure, why not? We were the first team out, and as I was riding through the gate, I looked up, and those bleachers were two thirds full. Isn't that crazy? On Friday night to watch guys like me tie a steer down. <laughs> why would you do that? But it's fun. People want out. <laughs> they yeah. well, they do. They want out. It's entertaining, and again, this 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 show just as a show is extremely social. There's a lot of variety to what you get to see too between the stray gather and the bronc ride and the bronc match on Saturday night, and it, it is social. Everybody's hanging out, seeing their neighbor that they. Could drive three miles to see, but they'd rather come to Rapid City and visit with them. Well, then you got something to talk about while you're sitting here watching yeah, you throw a loop. <laughs> true. <laughs> so, does your board have a two-year vision, a five-year vision, a twenty-year vision? How do you? You know, our board our board does a long-range plan every few years, about every five years, and then we just work at it. And, we, and whatever we didn't get done on the first long-range plan, we either alter or build yeah. into the next plan. But you know, we are very fortunate as an organization here. The city of Rapid City has what they call vision funds, yeah. and the vision funds are part of that uh, uh, additional tax that comes into Rapid City on certain goods, and and they accumulate that money, and then that's how the original Civic Center was built. Okay. Was through this vision fund. It used to be called 2012 monies, but that that's in the Rearview mirror by quite a, and went, yeah. <laughs> quite a while now, but when that when the Civic Center was finally paid for, now the monument, when it was finally paid for, they kept the fund going. They voted, had the people vote, voted to keep that fund going and find other types of projects that they could put monies towards. And we've applied a couple different times for monies. Um, a few years ago, um, we added. We were lucky to receive some monies and some monies from the Pennington County and our Central States Fair Foundation and the Central States Fair, Inc., and we built the additional barn out at the, okay, uh, the fairgrounds. Yep, the stall barn. It's called Barn 9, which is a very neat way to name your barns, yeah. right? But <laughs> Creative, uh, the, yes. the, the Barn 9, uh, we added that building on here to allow us to accommodate some bigger um, events throughout the year, uh, some big horse events, but not only horse. And then um, we applied again this year, this, this go-around, and the the Vision Fund Committee and the Rapid City Council elected to uh, provide us with nine hundred eighty thousand dollars for a Sule building, West what we call a West Campus remodel. Okay. So we'll be doing some upgrades over there. Pennington County, in addition, kicked in some money to help us do some additional maintenance pieces. We're going, but we're really getting that feel between the city and the county, recognizing that the the fairgrounds property itself is quite an economic indicator for what's going to happen for us throughout the year. We bring a lot of people. We're we're really a miniature convention center. It's just that our conventions are team ropings and barrel racings and motorcycle races. I think it's highly underappreciated, the the livestock venues, how much money is generated by those people coming to town. Because they do go out and eat supper. They do buy a tank of gas. Half of them blow a tire on the trailer on the way to yeah. town. So they, you know, and they buy clothes. They stop at Triple R Tack and buy some product. Uh, they don't just show up and jump in a swimming pool and wear their swim shorts. They show here, wear product out, buy new product, and are here for two or three days a lot of times. And, you know, a lot of what we call our clientele, you know, our clientele, we describe it generally when I'm talking with an urban crowd, I'll describe our clientele as the guy that wears his boots all week for work 
He wears them to the football game on Friday night, and he wears his boots to church on Saturday. That's our clientele for the most part. And we have a, another variety of events, but but that's really our core of what we try to yeah. accommodate and accomplish with uh, attracting people to Rapid City. And our clientele, this is not necessarily the clientele that vacations in Mexico or goes to Disney or takes a trip to California. These are people that a lot of times their vacation is it revolves around a family activity, whether that's a junior high rodeo or high school rodeo mm-hmm. or, or a team roping that they're going to or moms in a barrel race and they go spend the weekend. And then they spend a, a two or three days in Rapid City and that's their vacation. They yeah. might do it four or five times out of the year. But they're not gone from a week at a time from their place. They're gone for a few days. They'll come back in, vacation in Rhapsody, and then go back in and work the rest of the month until they come to the next one. Well, I think you're doing an excellent job of bringing them to town. It, it certainly looks like it from what I can see around here the first. It's, yeah, it, it was a really good weekend. It's not a fair test, though. You've had Chamber of Commerce weather Friday through t- Monday, I guess. And today we turned it down just a little bit and made South Dakota feel like South Dakota. Well, you know, but they keep the roads open and, and they just keep coming. That's a good deal. Uh, what Any new stuff at the Central States Fair this year that we should be looking for? Well, so coming up at the Central States Fair, um, we did some changing. We didn't change our dates, but we changed the order of events. Okay. So. We still start off with the Supercross races, the motorcycle races on Friday, and the Demolition Derby on Saturday night. But then we move the Extreme Bronc Finals to Sunday. So that first Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have the Range Days Rodeo. So our PRCA Rodeo during the fair will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. And what we're looking at with that is we hope that some of those Bronc riders that compete Sunday don't have to head to the West Coast where there's big money up. Right. But we can get them to stay another day Keep or two. Keep them here. Yep. Get another day or two of them out to compete. And the rest of our rodeo contestants can compete because there's no really no competition for other rodeos on that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it won't make a lot of difference to them either way. So they're... it's a good chance for them to stop in and, and uh, throw a loop or toss a steer and see if they can make some money before they head out West and, and uh, chase some of that California money. Gotcha. Well, I feel like I've stolen quite a bit of your time. I probably wouldn't get much of, so... I appreciate all the time you spent with us, Ron. Anything else you want to touch on before we sign off here? Well, I just want to say, first off, thanks for having me on, and, and uh, thank you and Pioneer Bank for the Bronx for Breakfast support, and, and not just Bronx for Breakfast. You know, you're a good player in the community. You're, you support a lot of community events, and that's what we talk about when we talk about doing business locally. Um, we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for good sponsors like you and, and the rest of them, and so many of them that are in this building here today. Um, and that's all year long, and it's not just the Black Hills Stock Show these people support. It is all the events that take place in our communities across yep. the Black Hills, throughout this region, and, and really... I just am so thankful that we have a great local uh, working relationship with so many different communities, and uh, I'm very appreciative of the support and the sponsorship that our communities provide to this show. Fantastic. Thank you, Ron. Great to be here, Clay. Good luck with the rest of the show. You bet. Thanks. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC.